Welcome to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. Now, I don't know about you, but it's usually when I'm traveling that some of the greatest memories are made. And some make me wonder why I even went on the trip in the first place. But then there's moments that are absolutely hilarious, and I'll remember them forever. Well, yesterday we were having breakfast with some friends, and they were telling us about a trip they took to Australia. And the wife, she just doesn't like flying at all, and it really makes her nervous. So the doctor gave her something to calm her nerves. So before the flight started, she took one of those pills, but not long after takeoff, she was nervous and she had forgotten that she had taken it, so she took another one. So to put it mildly, she was out cold. She slept the entire 18 hours of the flight. Now, if you've flown internationally before, you know that you have to fill out those little customs declaration forms before landing. And with her eyes half open, she filled her card out, and when the husband glanced over at hers, he signaled to the flight attendant and asked for a new card. And the wife said, what are you doing? And he said, we need to fill out a new one for you. And still being groggy from the medicine, she said, why? I can fill out my own form. I don't see a problem with it. And he said, honey, just trust me. Let's just fill out a new one for you. Well, she was not happy about that. And she said, well, fine. And she just folded hers up and shoved it in her purse. Well, when they get to the hotel a few hours later, the medicine had worn off and she was thinking a little clearer. She reached down into her purse and pulled out that customs declaration card. And in her grogginess, she had marked that not only was she a convicted felon, but that she also had an active case of tuberculosis. (laughs) And those are the friends you want to travel with, right? And I am so thankful for friends who make me laugh. And honestly, I'm thankful for all the friends that I have in my life. But if you're like me, most days you get along with your friends. But there are moments when our opinions and thoughts and plans do not converge. We've all experienced that. And in the book of Acts, there were two men that God used mightily. Both had successful and fruitful ministries, but they get into a disagreement. And the disagreement was so intense that they chose to no longer be partners, and they went different ways. And you've probably guessed by now that I'm talking about Saul, a.k.a. Paul, and Barnabas. And the reason for their disagreement wasn't over doctrine or methods or money, but over a person, a co-worker, who also happened to be the cousin of Barnabas, and his name was Mark, John Mark. Now, Paul and Barnabas was a team that was sent out of the church in Antioch. And if you read Acts 13, verse 2 carefully, the Holy Spirit wanted them paired together. He had a specific task in mind, and he wanted both of them working together. And they did that quite successfully for a while there in Antioch. And then Paul says to Barnabas, hey, let's go and visit our brothers in the cities where we've preached the gospel. And Barnabas says, that is a great idea. Let's go. Oh, and let's take John Mark with us. 
And Paul thought that was a terrible idea. He said, nope, we're not going to do that. Because John Mark, he abandoned us when we were in Pamphylia. And the Bible tells us that they took John Mark with them on their first missionary journey, not to preach or to give Bible studies, but as a helper. Now, that's what Acts 13.5 tells us. He helped them in the ministry. That's the word that's used, a minister. That word in the Greek means a fellow rower. And what a great description of people who are helping to spread the gospel and grow God's kingdom. So whether you have one or two fellow rowers or a small army of fellow rowers, you are thankful to have someone alongside you helping. So Mark went along as a minister slash helper, but something went off the rails because just eight verses later, he deserts them. Why? Well, the Bible doesn't exactly say, but I believe we can read between the lines and get some insight. In Acts 13, verse 2, again, it was the Holy Spirit who told the church, look, I have a task for Barnabas and Saul. Mark's name isn't mentioned there. And sometimes we can derail God's plan when we insert someone else into a plan that he wants us specifically to carry out ourselves. Now, as you read Acts 12, verse 25, we see that John Mark wasn't specifically called or even led to go with Barnabas and Saul, but rather that they just took him, uh, not forcibly, but they just brought him along. And again, inserting extra people into a plan that God has laid out for you specifically can be problematic, even though we certainly want the help. But if we step back just for a second, you can understand both sides. Paul doesn't want to get burned a second time. He was concerned that Mark would only be half committed. Barnabas, on the other hand, wants to give Mark a second chance. So who is right, Paul or Barnabas? And the answer is both and neither. And Barnabas wanted to take John Mark because he was a blood relative. And let's be honest, sometimes we have more patience and compassion for members of our own family than for others who are outside that circle. And truth be told, we need more Barnabases in this world. We need people who will love those who have absolutely failed by making some really bad decisions. And we appreciate people who give others a second chance. And Barnabas reflected the same attitude that Jesus had after Peter had denied knowing him three times. And even after all of that, Jesus still loved Peter and wanted to use him. But what about Paul? Well, Paul saw things from a completely different viewpoint. Remember, Paul was doing everything he could for the kingdom of God, but it seemed everywhere he went, there were people who were skeptical of his new life because all they could remember was who he was before God radically changed him. And Paul was striving to do everything to give God the glory. And that's biblical, mind you. Just read 1 Corinthians 10.31, right? Paul was all about bringing God glory. And he didn't want John Mark to harm the name of Jesus. He didn't want to give the gospel message a black eye, if I can say it like that. He couldn't tolerate Mark's lack of zeal. And Paul is right. We shouldn't be half-hearted in our devotion. But Barnabas was right too. 
we shouldn't write off anyone because he or she has fallen. So both of them could easily justify why they felt the way they did. And even though they disagreed, there was still unity because their goal was the same. And that goal was to spread the gospel to those who had never heard. So two paths, but one mission. So let me round this out by saying that I believe Paul understood that God was going to use John Mark in a different way, rather than going on missionary journeys. And you fast forward 20 years later, there are now millions of Christians, and the gospel has spread far and wide, and there were poets, there were famous people, and scholars galore. But who did the Holy Spirit use to write one of the four gospels? Was it Paul? Nope. Barnabas? Nope. Mark. John Mark. And the Bible confirms that Paul didn't reject Mark as a person or as someone useful for the cause of Christ. On the contrary, he wrote to Timothy from his prison cell in Rome. In 2 Timothy 4, he says, Take Mark and bring him with you, for he is profitable. He's useful to me. And then in Philemon, he talks about Mark. And he describes him as his fellow worker, his fellow laborer. So let me ask you, are you a Barnabas? Someone who gives others a second chance? Are you a Paul? Someone who only wants the best for the Lord? Or maybe you're a John Mark. You're a follower of Jesus, but your life is marked by some really bad decisions. Maybe you're doing some things that God hasn't actually called you to do. Listen, God loves you and he still wants to use you. Don't underestimate what God has in store for you. I read this the other day. God gave you a fingerprint that no one else has so you can leave an imprint that no one else can. So use your life for his honor and his glory to do things no one else can do. And Forgive broken people along the way, because that's what God has done for you. Well, thanks for joining me today. If you haven't already, hit that little subscribe button. Sometimes it's an arrow, sometimes it's a bell, sometimes it's just the word subscribe. And when you do that, the next episode will download automatically and you'll be notified when it's ready to listen to. Please share the podcast link with your friends and on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Keep serving the Lord, and we'll see you next time.